Would you open God's precious holy word to Proverbs? Proverbs is divided into four sections. Some people divide it into seven, some into nine. The simplest way to divide it is by the section of Proverbs according to the author of those Proverbs. Solomon by far wrote most of them. So the first section would be the Proverbs or sayings of Solomon. The second would be those of Hezekiah. The third, those of Agur. And finally, those of Lemuel. So we'll start here at the best place to start, which is chapter one and verse one at the beginning of it and look at it together. The introduction is the first part of the book and we're going to look at in this introduction the characteristics of the book which are outlined or perhaps we could say the significant benefits of reading the book. This is a book that gives us heavenly direction for earthbound living. It is without a doubt, especially to believers, the highest form of personal daily life instruction in common living to get along in life. This is not, this is not, uh, th these are not a series of uh, proverbs or sayings, whatever, that is specifically limited to the church or to believers because what is said is, is the highest common sense that comes divinely inspired from Almighty God because it's part of our Bible. So it's just a good way to observe some facts that should be applied in daily life. I don't know how many years ago it was that we were on that cruise with the Gaithers and that was a Gaither cruise and one of the speakers was Charles Stanley and Charles Stanley pastor at First Baptist Atlanta especially in those days was at the height of his of his ministry I guess but he said something that really stuck with me he said that every morning, every day, he reads the book of Proverbs. Every day. Starts out the day reading the book of Proverbs. I suppose that's pretty good advice uh, for folks, especially when you think of the complexities of life and sometimes so many things can be deceptive. Sometimes 
left to our own wisdom, we may make the wrong decision or whatever. But a lot of stuff is covered here in these Proverbs. And so we're going to start out at least with the, the introduction to wisdom, which will take us through chapter 9. And then we'll assess at that point whether to just keep going or take a break, whatever. The significant benefits or the characteristics of, of reading the book of Proverbs. And it begins back over here. Let me give the introduction, the title of the book. There we go. We had a little problem a while ago and it went off and came back on. Uh, so we're the first section, there we are. Section one, instructions to seek wisdom. Chapters one through nine. Now, Here's the title of the book, The Proverbs of Solomon, Son of David, King of Israel. Proverb. A proverb sometimes, most of the time, is thought of as a, an advisory or a, a council of parallelisms. We'll see that as we go along, parallelisms and so forth. Here, the title gives Solomon credit for the book. Apparently, not only did he write most of them, but he apparently gathered others together uh, as well, although Hezekiah hadn't lived, so somebody else would have done that later. But the first part especially, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, that's fairly, that's fairly focused in its definition. Solomon, if you study the Song of Solomon and Ecclesiastes and then the Proverbs, the first what, 24 chapters or so of, of Proverbs, the Proverbs of Solomon, but especially the Song of Solomon and Ecclesiastes, you'll get a pretty good profile of the king whose name was Solomon, who was the son of David. He was, since David was the man of war, Solomon was the king of peace, generally speaking. Matter of fact, the term peace is written into his name. He lived life to its best and its worst in the fullest sense that a human being could ever expect to live life. God gave him a special gift of, of being a, a man of understanding and wisdom and he exercised that gift to the point that he made Israel in his day the top kingdom of that part of the world. Nobody had ever seen a nation like Israel. Prosperity abounded in the land because of the direction and because of the wisdom and because of the decisions that Solomon made. We learn from the story of King Solomon and 
how he was sought after by the queen of Sheba with regard to his wisdom, we come to realize that world leaders came to him for advice. He never gave bad advice. In Ecclesiastes, he reveals how really intelligent he was. He was a scientist. He was a farmer. Of course, he was a statesman and a world leader, a king. He was an architect. He was a developer of so many things. And he talks in Ecclesiastes about how he sought after those things, but it was just emptiness. You know, that's, there's more to life than just seeking those things, and it was just emptiness to which he came. But still, we get an understanding of how tremendous the life of Solomon was. Basically, he tried about everything that a person can try, and he could do it because he was unequivocally the richest man who ever lived or who will ever live. If you could bring Solomon from his day into this day, you would still have the richest man who ever lived because of the principles of, of finance that he followed and because of the wisdom that God had given him and because as the king of his people, he was, he was able to exercise leadership and give guidance and direction to the nation, to the people, such that they just produced. And you hear, you hear fables and tales about the minds of Solomon, but Solomon had... Uh, had the ability just to sniff out gold and silver wherever it was. He could just produce wealth almost without effort. So if you want to think in modern terms, Solomon was surrounded by the most beautiful women in the world. He had the greatest ride that a person could ride in in the world. He had the greatest house a person could live in. His, the, the, the power of his army was unquestioned and the glory of his kingdom was such that even some of the shields and all were polished gold. It's just unbelievable. The nation over which Solomon served as king. Now then, with that in mind, God gave him a unique insight to heavenly guidance and heavenly wisdom that could be exercised on planet earth. So it starts out like this, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now where we started a while ago, notice the benefits, the significant benefits of the book or the characteristics of the benefits. And here, through verses two through six, to know wisdom. Now, wisdom, we will see, is personified in Proverbs. It's, it's referred to as a, as a person. To know wisdom. 
One characteristic, one significant benefit of reading the book is to know wisdom. What is wisdom? If you don't know wisdom, you don't know how to seek wisdom and how to apply it in life. Wisdom is taught in these structured sentences and many times, as I said earlier, they're in parallelisms, which gives a, a complete idea of, of what is being portrayed in the instruction of wisdom. So to know wisdom and instruction, another way to translate that word is to know discipline or correction, to learn by correction. Here's, here's the truth. Nobody bats a thousand all the time. All of us will miss a question on a test now and again. Somewhere we will find something that we don't know yet and we'll take a stab at it. And we took the wrong stab. We have to learn by correction. So part of the benefits of reading the book is to know that you'll be instructed, but it takes discipline and it takes understanding to realize that sometimes you're wrong. And don't let the lesson pass you by. Correct yourself. Be corrected when you're wrong. Don't refuse to be corrected. It's foolish to seek giving the wrong answer for the same question all the time, thinking that the reality of the answer is going to change. It's just not that way. So no instruction. Perceive the words of understanding. Now the Hebrew word means, understanding means to be enabled to receive knowledge. To receive knowledge, to have the ability to receive knowledge means that it's assimilated into who you are and now you know something that you didn't know before. And you're given thus instruction, which if properly applied, you learn something, now you properly apply it for the benefit of your life, it becomes part of wisdom in your life. To not do that, of course, is, and here's the parallelism, to not do that is foolishness. So it's wisdom, or foolishness. To receive the instruction of wisdom, righteousness, judgment, and equity. There are things in life that every one of us will learn in the course of life. First of all, here in this phrase, to receive the instruction of wisdom. Sometimes 
we will discover in life that we will choose wisely. That's a good thing. Other times we will discover that we have chosen poorly and foolishly. Well, that's a bad thing, but it becomes a good thing when the correction is made. Then it's applied to wisdom. So we learn that in life. We'd better learn it. The next word there is righteousness. Righteousness, justice or righteousness. The word means that we are all accountable in life. And we learn what is the path of righteousness. We're instructed in righteousness. If we don't receive it, that's foolishness. But if we receive it and apply it, that's wisdom. So you grow in righteousness, you see, by the, by the knowledge of it. Then the next two words really go together, judgment and equity, because they're two words from the same source, so to speak. That things, that things are balanced. And when the balance is lost, something is upset and a price has to be paid. We learn, for example, judgment and equity. We learn that there are lines we can't cross, and if we cross them, we're going to be corrected, and it's going to cost us something. Might cost us money, paying a fine. Could cost us a job. Might cost us some time going to jail. But it's going to equal out, and we have to learn that lesson to receive the instruction of judgment and equity. Now the word prudence, and I have it here in italics, in, in parentheses. The word prudence is the opposite of gullibility. To be gullible. To give prudence to the simple. Now a simple person is a person who could easily be gullible and needs to be taught prudence. You know, don't fall for that, man. Don't believe everything you see. You know, I, I watch almost amused at commercials on television. After all is said and done, there's more said than done. They really didn't tell you anything. If you listen to it closely, something is 99 and 44 one hundredths percent pure. Compared to what? They don't ever tell you that, right? You can say that. I mean, you can say anything about anything. The implication is that people are gullible and they're going to think that this always applies to this particular product and it's great. And so people fall for that. Gullible. Simple. The word speaks of a person 
who just forgets to think. Think about this. Perhaps I've told you how, I don't know if I ought to reveal this or not. If someone that I'm reserved about has given me as a reference, I will say everything good that I can and then I will end the phrase, the sentence, the paragraph. And when you come to know him as I have come to know him, you will come to feel about him the way that I have come to feel about him. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Now, if you swallowed that, you're simple. See? You gotta look at that and read it three or four times. Hmm, but it doesn't say what he's come to think of, you know. Prudence to the simple. Knowledge and discretion. Now, discretion means meaningful purpose. Have a meaningful purpose in life. That's what the Hebrew word means. You have them, and, and you don't, it's, it's, not the kind of, it's not the kind of thing, of course, a discreet person in, in normal English language is a person who's reserved and doesn't spill his guts about everything that he knows, and he's sort of, mild and withdrawn. But here, the word discretion speaks of always having a meaningful purpose in my heart and in my life. With regard to Christianity, to read the word of God, to study it, to apply it to life, And to do all that lies within us, not to violate the scriptures and to be obedient to Christ. This is a meaningful purpose in life. Therefore, knowledge and discretion to the lad. Now the the, the Hebrew word, this, this thing is to teach young people. That's what it's about. But then it just, it, in just a second, we're going to see that it also says something about the wise man. That's a different Hebrew word. It talks about an adult man. The point being that you can't start too soon teaching children how to responsibly deal with life and to be thinkers. Think for yourself. Weigh this thing out, justice and evenness or equity. Think this thing out. Does this seem right to you? Is this something that's going to be good or is this not going to be good at all? And every kind of piece of life is covered in the Proverbs. And it's for young people. But a wise man also needs to hear. A wise man will hear and increase learning. None of us should ever reach the point where we think we've learned all that we need to know or we've studied all that we need to study. If you're weak in some area, because you haven't observed it, you haven't studied it, you haven't worked on it, then it's a weakness that might come to haunt you in life somewhere. 
You might find yourself gullible to something because you don't understand, because you didn't study. You didn't. We're always learning. All of life, we're students. We never stop this. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man who understands will obtain wise counsel, wise guidance, wise counsel to understand a proverb. To understand, you see, if, if I'm teaching my child the Proverbs and there's just one saying after another, I don't leave this saying until I believe my child has a grasp of it and understands. I give them examples. What about this? What would you, what would you say to this? What would you say to this? And to see if my child can think his way through that wisely. Then it's time for the next thing. To understand a proverb and to understand satire. The Hebrew word, you know, you know what satire is. It's something that in a serious sense is making fun of you. It's a mockery to you. What does your translation say? Puzzle or something like that? Puzzle or something? I don't know. Um, the word means a poetic mockery. Let's say that Pat and I are in the fifth grade. And to show your love for the other one, you act like you hate them. You just disdain them. Charles and Pat sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage. Here comes Charles with a baby carriage. I don't know how many fights I've gotten in over my life with that satirical poem. Mockery. Now, that doesn't mean, ooh, I like that. No, they're making fun of you. They're not doing anything to help you out here. A wise man will obtain wise counsel so that he can understand when people are trying to make a fool out of him. That's wisdom. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man who understands will understand the words of the wise and their riddles or their mysteries. Think through it, you know? Everybody loves a good mystery. There's an answer to it. How are you going to figure it out? A wise man ponders on it, weighs everything against itself, 
and understands the riddles or mysteries in due time. So then here finally is the theme of the book of Proverbs. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. Now that's a heavy. There are a lot of people in the world who think of themselves as extraordinarily intelligent and don't even believe in God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So if he starts his pursuit of knowledge absent the fear of Yahweh, he never got started in the first place. That's what the Bible says. The reverential terror of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. Now the word knowledge means that which is true. Theories are not, are not true. Because a theory, when proven, becomes a fact and is no longer a theory, you see. There's no such thing as theoretical knowledge. There's no such thing as scientific theory because the word science means knowledge. And theory, <laughs> theory is not knowledge, it's imagination. Knowledgeable imagination, that's kind of stupid. That's a, an oxymoron. You have to think these things out. The beginning of that which is true is the fear of Yahweh. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. There's the parallelism. We had all this stuff before this last sentence. And then here's the parallel to it. Fools, however, despise wisdom and instruction. I researched that word for fool quite a bit. And it refers to those who are always morally bankrupt. They despise. Now we go back and think of all of the things that they despise. Okay, let's look at it. What do they despise? They despise hearing and increasing in learning. They despise wise counsel. They despise seeking to understand a proverb or satire and mysteries. They, they despise wisdom and instruction or discipline. They despise understanding. They despise prudence. They despise, they despise all this. That's what the end of this, this chapter, uh, this portion says. They despise wisdom and instruction. Thus, thus they follow the path of their own heart and every man's heart leads him only if left to himself, apart from wisdom and instruction and all these other, it leads him to wickedness and foul living. That's a fool, a fool. Fools despise wisdom 
and instruction. So here's how we're going to end it, this part. Readers of the book are encouraged to commit themselves to a mastery of this book because of the significant characteristics that are listed. And I have, I just sort of summarized them here. It's practical. Wisdom. Wisdom is the highest order of common sense. It's intellectual. We saw words like understanding and knowledge and learning. It's moral and self-controlling, learning how to control oneself because we saw those words righteousness and equity and judgment. And it's spiritual because the whole thing ended with an admonition to fear Yahweh, the true and living God. Well, okay, that's as far as we're going tonight with Proverbs. So we'll stop it there and we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.